Father God, thank you for this day you have made for your glory. Father, we so much need to be good stewards of all which you have given to us. That is good, and that is everything. We ask through the Holy Spirit that you give us the wisdom, the guidance, and the kingdom teaching of how we are to give, especially of the monies you have on loan to us. It is in the holy name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that I pray. Amen. Good evening and welcome to Food Crew for our undeserving grace, Christ redeemed earth willingly. It is Monday, February 14th, Valentine's Day, 2011, and we are live in the Florence, New Jersey radio studio of Wi-Fi 1460 AM and also being heard on Wi-Fi sister station over there in Washington Township, New Jersey, WNJC 1360 AM. Remember, crystal clear on the World Wide Web, go to www.wifi1460am.com. And also www.wnjc1360am.com. Food Crew is an interactive program, so please do not be shy. Give us a call, 609-447-0236, 609-447-0236. And my producer, Aaron Michaels, will get you right on. And uh, we love interaction. My host, co-host, Aaron Friedman. <laughs> What's up? What's up, food? A little Valentine's Day action tonight. And I know everybody is at home listening, not out to dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, you'd be a fool to go out to dinner tonight, man. I know, man. Well, it's a long weekend, so I'm sure they. I'm sure it was spread out, you know? Just get the roses and That's put it. them in a little pot. I, I would opt for the little candy hearts, man. That's right. like, uh, like like John Tate's email that he sent out. Mm-hmm. The text messaging was out a very long time ago. It was on those little heart candies. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, yes. How was the weekend, man? It's good. Um, went to visit a friend of mine uh, yesterday. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a Catholic man, but I'm godfather to many children out there. I don't know why, but uh, I went to see uh, uh, my godson, uh, Michael Liberti. And uh, we, we saw, um, we, I'd just like to get this out to the audience. Uh, you, know, you never know how many people are listening, but one person could be a warrior, a uh, prayer warrior out there. So I got a guy, a young man, 22 years old, who has... Uh, brain cancer and uh what a great young man this this kid is he's uh he's struggling with his faith right now his name is ralph verde and uh lives up there in north jersey he's my uh one of my best friend's uh nephew and uh he's like a i'm not gonna get into his details but just pray for him pray for the holy spirit to come into his heart and uh, give him this relief that he needs and um healing too I mean, it's going to take a miracle. There's two tumors in his brain, and uh, 22 years old, as uh, goes to Yale. Uh, we're hoping he gets some strength so he can tell his story, his testimony on this uh, food crew someday. And, but um, it's not, it's not looking good, gang. So please pray for him. But getting back to food crew tonight, um, we've been speaking this last week, and we're going to get into this uh, several weeks. It looks like to tithe or not to tithe. And um, Aaron, last week we talked briefly about um, 
the many decisions regarding money, and we we put them into four basic uh, categories. One was how we feel about money. Number two, how we earn money. Uh, thirdly, how we spend money, and number four, how we give money. And we talked a little bit about how we earn money. We said we we shouldn't gamble with it, you know, and uh, <laughs> and we shouldn't steal it. And uh, but as far as how we feel about money. You know, the Bible does say a lot about how we feel about money. And first of all, in 1 Timothy 6, and we've said this many times on Food Crew, it says, the love of money, this is uh, Timothy, uh, 1 Timothy 6 in verse 10, it says, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Uh, we are not to love money, gang. Now, it's not easy since we're around it all the time. So uh, another verse, uh, Timothy 6.17, it says, charge those that are rich not to trust in their money. So trust in money is idolatry. And uh, Matthew 6.24, it says, you cannot serve two gods. You can't serve the true God and money. And uh, that kind of allegiance doesn't make it with God. And, you know, the only uh, other one I want to give you was First Timothy 6.9, those who would be rich fall into many hurtful lusts, and their souls ultimately are drowned in destruction and loss. So... Um, we, we went through the two. The, the third thing we want to talk about with money is, um, well, the receiving of it. And when we receive, we can receive in gifts. Um, not too many people give me money, though. How about you, buddy? You know? <laughs> not, <laughs> no, not lately. Uh, nice, not, not at all. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, we, we've given gifts out, though. We've, yeah. we've given, uh, you know, sometimes we have like a pastor thing where we give money to him not uh, just as a gift like appreciation, appreciation so, yeah. so the, the, those are ways that we can and that they're the best kind of gifts because it shows you the the love and um and hopefully it's not an obligational love you know we just we appreciate his his uh his work and his ministry and and you know his love for us uh, that's jamie cupshaw at our church ashland church but now the really the thing i want to get into as far as receiving gifts we receive uh, from god first and foremost his son into our lives and uh that's the greatest gift ever given so if i was to talk about anything more than receiving um that's the ultimate but the last thing i want to uh talk about in these four categories is the work and primarily um we have to work to live on this earth and if we have the ability now aaron Many people have the ability, and they'll give you this excuse that oh, I can't find work, I can't find work, I can't find work. Are you out there searching, seeking? You know, are you uh, getting out there in the church? Are you making yourself available? I'm not talking about the people that are that are crippled or handicapped or, or, or elder, mm-hmm. or you know, I'm talking about able. And uh, we were talking yeah, in the you, you, you can peel back many layers on that. I mean, oh, you, you can look at the uh, you know, you can look at the welfare and unemployment system. You know, right there, I've. I've had this, you know, conversation on, on on Facebook, especially many times. I mean, we all know where the economy is. You know, right around ten percent unemployment in the United States alone. Um, you know, in some other countries, twenty percent. And you know, I've heard this from a few that you know maybe didn't earn a lot of income to begin with. Uh, you know, but when they look at their five eighty four a week in unemployment, mm-hmm. sometimes they're like, oh well, why would I get a job? Because I'm going to make equal equal to or just slightly above that. In the out in the in the work world, I might as well just sit home and collect, you know. But that's not exactly helping the rest of of those out there who really are struggling and and can't find work. So yeah, I mean, I, I think there needs to be a you need to take the laziness out of that, you yeah. know, Aaron, the laziness factor out of that. The the other thing I don't think you know this about my job. I told you a little bit about my job, but I'm a sales coordinator. I don't like to call myself a salesman, but a sales coordinator. I do a lot of 
there's different things, engineering, expediting, uh, selling, all, all in one. But I will tell you this. I've called on union contractors, union people, for over 25 years of my life. And I'll tell you what. If they do not work, they do not get paid. And a union contractor, there's sometimes 103 fever, 104 fever, 102 fever, uh, uh, pull muscles, like uh, back aches. Oh, yeah. I mean, and they, they're out there and they're giving their all and they don't miss work because they got to feed their family. And, uh, you know, when I, I'm, I'm in a car and you know, I, I don't have a laborious job, uh, I do a little bit of refinery, but that's my motivation. It, I'm, I can't remember last time I took a day off from work. You know what I mean? Because it, it's not just that I'm robbing God. I'm robbing the people in my job. I'm also robbing those people out there that are out there and every single day of their lives. I mean, you, you have to see. And then a lot of people make up fun of them. Or not make fun. They, they pick apart the union guys, make too much money, blah, blah, blah. That's a different subject. I'm talking about the dedication these people have to their jobs. And they work and, uh, and and some people will say, well, they don't work all eight hours. You know, well, who who does? Who like people say, I put in time. It all I, balances out in the end. Cause you know what? Yeah. I, I I've done plenty of trade shows, you know, technology mm-hmm. trade shows, and I sit there and laugh with the guys myself. You know, you're you're spending uh, you know, eighty five dollars an hour to have them screwing a light bulb, and it's like, you know, mm-hmm. what do these guys do? They're sitting around eating sandwiches, mm-hmm. and you have right. to wait in line for that light bulb to go in. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, when you, when you factor in their whole life's work, I mean, everybody has their. Uh, has their moments like that, so yeah, I think it, I think it all bounces out in the end. But the fact that they're getting up in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, five a.m., six a.m., and they're actually going to the job is a lot better than those that are, you know, sitting, you know, that are capable. Like you said, they're not disabled; nope. they're perfectly able, physically, mentally, to get up and go to work. But they're sleeping until twelve o'clock at noon, and uh, you know, just collecting their their welfare unemployment checks, not trying. So, Proverbs twenty eight nineteen says, "He that tills his land shall have plenty of bread, but he that follows after vain persons shall have poverty enough." Uh, he just floats with the crowd, and he's not going to make it, but the guy who stays home and works, he's going to do all right. So here's another one, Proverbs 14.23, and this is really practical, gang. Listen to this. It's, in all labor there is profit, but the talk of the lips tends to poverty. Hey, you work, you make money. You talk, you don't. And now you see the Bible then has a lot to say about how we got money, and, and we get money. And, um, you know, John said in First John 3 that if you see your brother have a need, you don't meet his need. You're not even a Christian. How dwelleth the love of God in you? So, yes, we're, we're to help our family. But, uh, uh, Aaron, we were talking about a man in that uh, has a disability. We don't want to share his disability over the radio here, but um, he goes to our church. His name's Jimmy Townsend. And I will tell you this. What a, what a tremendous, tremendous inspiration to those people out there that, this guy, he works for the IRS, right? Yeah, yeah. And he, he's out the door. I see him walking around town. And this guy, I mean, it, it's just unbelievable. Let me tell you, man, he, that guy has more drive, man, more mm-hmm. more love and, and passion for his work and, and, and for the church and for just, other, you know, his his uh, fellow brother or sister Christian, you know, than, than, than just about anybody I know. You know, it's, he's a real inspiration to you know, to how we're supposed to live, man. And, you know, I, I've, I've had the privilege of being in Bible studies with him and, um, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, we joke around and call him the human Rolodex because this guy has, uh, just has a brain for numbers. I mean, he can recite, you know, he, he can recite the, the exact, uh, you know, verse and book of, of just about any, any verse of scripture, you know, so yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy's a great guy. So we're to work, gang. We're, we're to work and we're to pay our debts. You know, but on the work thing, I, I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, one that's, that struck out at me was Proverbs twenty eight nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just a verse I really enjoyed 
in regards to this, John, was, uh, you know, he that tills his land shall have plenty of bread, but he that follows after vain persons shall have poverty enough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, that, that, I think that speaks to the right yeah, point. That's there. exactly right. I mean, yeah. hey, God, uh, the, the cliche people says God is only going to help those that help themselves. No, 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 no. But what, what God is trying to get into our brains and our thoughts is that, look, I give you the ability. You know, a lot of times people will pray for something, and they already got the ability to go and do it. And, and that's in anything. And so God's giving you this, this given ability to get up in the morning and motivate yourself. If you're out of work, go find something. Uh, you know, where? What am I going to find? You know what? You can't find it sleeping on your back with your remote. Uh, that, that's feeding your mind. and Your body's going uh, to wilt. And, and um, you're just going to get old fast. So, uh, and, and again, I'm talking to the Christian out there. But there's non-believers out there that are listening tonight. You know what? You could do so much more with Christ in your life. It, Jesus didn't come into this world just so you could get to heaven. He came in for you to have an abundant life. He, t- he, you, he wants you to be like his friend. And he wants you to, he wants to come inside and live inside you so he could accomplish so many more things. He doesn't need you, but he just would love to have you. So, okay, we're going to get into this, this tithing part. And like I said, the, uh, the New Testament, God's pattern for giving is not tithing in the New Testament, and it isn't even tithing in the Old Testament. It never has been tithing. It never will be tithing. You see, when we start putting labels on things, uh, gang, we're going to be in some trouble. I'm gonna, I did a little numbers here, uh, brother. <laughs> you know, and, and people talk about, like, you know, what the, the giving. So I took $300,000. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give the, the numbers out to what my church is, but, you know, I'm, it's pretty close to this. So $300,000. Now, let's go to that old saying. It's a cliche, but it's pretty true. Now you're talking the annual budget of, like, an average Yeah, church, exactly. Right, right? It's a, well, no, I'm, I'm talking about giving. Where, yeah. where a, a church takes in, Three hundred thousand dollars. So okay, you know, over a year. Over a year. So right, it's right. pretty roughly within ten or twenty. So here we go. So you you got the old saying: twenty percent give eighty percent to the church. So if there are two hundred members, that would mean forty people are giving eighty percent to the kitty. So forty people. Let's do the numbers, gang. I did them for you. Six thousand dollars per year. So I broke that even down per week. That's one hundred and fifteen dollars per week. I'm talking about forty people now, right? So. If we take those 200 people at $6,000 per year, and people say, well, I can't give 6000 Well, hear me out here. If we take those 200 people at 6000 per year, because that's what the average, and there's m- many people giving more, many people giving less, that's $1.2 million, gang. $1.2 million. Wow. If 200 people give 6000 So, okay, we can't do that, one fifteen thirty-eight. Let's drop it in half. One fifteen thirty-eight divided by two. What's the numbers? Sixty-five bucks or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the, the number is one point two six million. We just cut that in half. Hey, gang, that's about fifty-eight bucks a week. So people say, "Well, economy, blah blah blah." Fifty-eight dollars. Okay, Aaron, let's do it. Cup of coffee a day. What are we talking? Two, that's three dollars. Yeah, it you know? depends where you're getting that coffee. Uh, uh, a lot, yeah, a lot of people and, are still and, going to Starbucks. That's a five-dollar coffee. <laughs> okay, and they get their sandwich. Okay, so that's yeah. eight. That's eight times five. That's forty bucks. Okay, we got eight. We got to come up with eighteen dollars. Do you got to come up eighteen dollars more? To, I'll tell you to what, put, let's take the average person that works. I mean, let's talk about those that are you know employed. Yes. Let's talk yes. about those that are employed that employed yep. that are you know full-time, part-time, whatever. 
you know, I mean, I'm going to say the average person probably spends, you know, 10 bucks a day going to work in the morning, you know, grabbing their coffee, grabbing their egg sandwich or whatever. Um, that doesn't include maybe another 10, 50, let's say 10 to $20 depending on who you are and where you go for lunch. So, yeah, I'm, I want to say Can 20 we pick bucks on Aaron, our producer tonight? Let's pick on him, man. Let's let's go to, you know, we don't, he's not Mr. Christian Boy or anything, so we're just going to take an average. What do, you, what, do you, what, what do you do at a day's time at a Wawa? What do you got, a cup of coffee? What do you get? What do you, where do you go for a cup of coffee? You get you get one, right? Uh, rarely. I'm, I brew my own tea. I, I like to go oh, to, like, the big box Hey, stores. I'm a tea guy, too, man. Yeah. I, love, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like to go to the big box stores. Yeah. I'm not going to give out any plugs and just mm. get, like, 100 tea bags for okay. $7. I'm good for two months. So months. so you don't go to a Wawa, then? Two rarely. The only, okay. And I'll tell you, the only thing – I mean, I might go to Wawa once a week because right. I – I'll go to my bank. I'll get my cash. You know, while, while with the free ATMs, uh, I might get a pretzel. That's about it, and that's rare. He does it right. <laughs> I don't have a big latte factor. No, yeah. but I'm telling you, Aaron, and I'm so grateful. If you're, that yeah, if you're somebody on the go, though, I've, yeah, yeah I've, I've done. It's I'm the person. I'm I'm, the, I'm speaking to, of myself here. Okay. I mean, I've had. Let me tell you, I, I we buy and keep a lot of tea in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've gone to Starbucks grabbing my uh, my herbal Zen or whatever, <laughs> and that's. I mean, it's tea. It's like two dollars and change plus a plus an egg sandwich or something. You know, I mean, when you're busy and you don't have time to make things, which most of us that work, you know, don't. I mean, it, it adds up, man. It could be you know ten to twenty dollars a day you're spending. Aaron, I'm I'm talking about being creative here, and I'm not judging because here's what, here's what judging is: telling somebody they have to give ten percent. It's like telling somebody that, that they're 150 pounds overweight. You gotta lose weight. You better lose 150 pounds. Hey, Aaron. Unless you lose the first five, baby, the 145 aren't coming off. So to me, you've got to start slow and, and at the bottom and say, look, okay, gang, let's try to give $25 a week more instead of saying 10% to the average. Because those people in the church that give 20%, I'm sorry, the 20% that give 80%, it's not cutting it for me, gang. It's just not. Because I, I cannot understand how churches are getting closed up. Now I do. Our pastor told me that two pa- uh, churches close down in this area. Now, why is that? I know why. Because our minds are so, uh, we're, we're, we're a discontent society, and we're, we, we're trying to find out where we could put our money and still get our desires, so we'll just cut out church. Well, not on this show, baby. I want to teach you guys out there that you can get $25 more a week very, very simple. Talking about the working people, you know, two salaries, one salary might be a little bit rough. But two salaries, unacceptable to not be able to give to your church or give to ministry or give back oh, yeah. God well, I mean, what he owns already. It's given. It doesn't have to be directly he owns already. to the church. It, it, it exactly right. Get, but, but Aaron, I just did the numbers. 80% to 20%. You give me you give me some other numbers, I'll, I'll beef them up. $6,000 per year, gang. It's God's money already. You know how much money you spend during the year? It's more than $6,000, brother, on stupid stuff. This is kingdom building. This is kingdom. So when you talk about this in a church, will people come the next week? I don't really care. I really don't because that's not your job. Your job is to teach, minister, disciple, and give them encouragement. So we start out maybe a little less than I'm doing here and say, hey, look. Let's start with 2% of your income. Let's start there. And then let the Holy Spirit do the work, gang. Not obligation, not guilt, not compulsory, not forcing people, not making people feel like they're not going to be blessed 
if they yeah, were not, not, and it's not to throw a percentage on there, like you said. You know, I mean, tithing, whatever, from the Old Testament, you know, meaning that ten ten percent. New Testament doesn't say. You know, there's no payments. There's no tithing. It's it's all about just free will giving. Okay, but cheerful, you know, you know cheerful free will giving. But at the same time, you know, I mean, look at us as as just people. Look at us as human beings. We all need some kind of regimen or structure in our heads. So just like how you mentioned, I mean, I love the diet illustration. You know, if I had 20 pounds to lose, I wouldn't say, hey, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in a week. I'd be like, okay, well, I need to, I'm going to need to lose two pounds a week until I hit that 20-pound mark. Same thing, man. Free will giving, you know what? I, I, I eventually would love to get to 10%, 20%, third, whatever it is, whatever that magical number is, I'd love to eventually get there, but we have to start somewhere. So the magical number for the, for the, for the first month or a few months is, hey, let's give 2%. And maybe, you know what, after months and months and months or even years, you know, you'll get to where you know, that happy place is. But you have to start somewhere. Absolutely. You have to start somewhere. So let's uh, you so, know, you have to pick something you're comfortable with. And we're, we're talking about to tie or not to tie, but having said that, God's pattern for giving I just told you was not in the New Testament. Old Testament has never been tithing. It's never will be tithing. But guess what, gang? There's a history, and we're going to divide this into three sections. Moses, between Moses and Jesus, and from Jesus to the present. There are three periods of history and the three dispensations, uh, which we're going to deal with. But, um, gang, God has blessed me in a different way, I guess one could say. There is no question I am an extrovert. And, yes... A sales coordinator I just mentioned, and, and not afraid to converse with anyone, I could <laughs> I could say. However, I do listen, and I believe if you are ever successful in sales, you need to be a good listener. And which brings me to this, uh, how I've listened to so many brothers and sisters in my Christian faith, as well as these who do not, uh, or those who do not uh, know Christ. So far, I cannot tell you how many people who are so hard on themselves and are constantly trying to earn God's love and approval by either wanting to do something for God or earning God's love by wanting to suffer for him. It is my prayer we all stop thinking that we are not worth anything. Our God loves us so much we cannot even imagine. We are all very beautiful to him no matter what the enemy tries and plan our thoughts. Please listen to these words from the band Mercy Me. And remember, each and every one of us, that God so madly is in love with us, he proved it on the cross. We are his for eternity if we can only just only believe. Here is Mercy Me. Beautiful. Days will come when you don't have the strength When all you hear is you're not worth anything Wondering if you ever could be loved And if they truly saw your heart they'd see too much You're beautiful Beautiful, you are made for so much more than all of this. You're beautiful, you're beautiful. You are treasured, you are sacred, you are his. You're beautiful.
Food crew, Wi-Fi, 1460 AM, WNJC, 1360 AM. Got about a half hour left in the show. If you'd like to chime in, 609-447-0236, 609-447-0236, and uh, whatever's on your mind. But we're talking to Tive or not to Tive. And before we uh, get back into this, a uh, couple things. Are you in need of a home health aide and personal assistant? Then maybe she can help. She can help with the management of household, personal, and professional needs. She is a caring, certified home health aide that can help with companionship or HHA duties for your loved ones. She can do errands, shopping, and lighthouse cleaning. She has over 15 years of office administration. If you need someone to help out with home office work, she can assist with clerical duties as well. Her name is Lynn Beasley. Aaron and I, uh, Christian sister over at Ashland Church, and she lives in the Churio area. Please only serious inquiries uh, respond 856-383-4725. Lynn Beasley, 856-383-4725. 4725 and gang if you need transportation whether it's uh you're at your elderly or don't drive or whether you've lost your license can't drive or because of no vehicle or for some reason you won't drive in the state of new jersey wouldn't it be nice if you had an affordable alternative to public transportation i'm talking about to and from an appointment whether it's a doctor dental physical therapy or just a ride home or even gang at a sports facility man you ever go to a sports game uh eagles phillies flyers uh, it's packed down there, so if you want to ride to and from, man, 
I ride to and from your place of work, game, to and from shopping, to and from college, you name it, whatever, transportation anywhere in the Tri-County area and Philadelphia. That's Burlington, Camden, and Gloucester County. I've got the service for you. It's called Try Me First, and my brother Bob came up with this concept, and gang, he is a Christian. What a great service this is at such an affordable rate. Why not give Bob a call at 856-986-1653 or email robertfoudre1gmail.com. And again, 856-986-1653. Bob Foudre, it is called Try Me First. And Aaron. Yeah, let's talk about Matt Thompson, our boy Matt over at Ashland Church. Uh, great ministry, set free, Christian discipleship. Recovery and restoration from addictions, not just drug and alcohol addictions, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking all addictions. Sin itself creates the addiction. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's going to work, going to the gym, porn, <laughs> you know, reading the, you know, reading the, the, you know, the, you know, the, the funny paper too much. I mean, it could be whatever, man. We all suffer from it. So, uh, you know, Ashland Church, set free. Matt Thompson runs this thing. And let me tell you something. He has had incredible growth with this, with this ministry. We were actually just talking to uh, Robin about it, his wife. Um, we had the, the winter retreat uh, with, with our church and, uh, and Crossroads. And, you know, I've, I've heard some great stories, some great testimonies that have come out of this thing. You know, people just getting off buses from Camden and all over the place, you know, just with you know, just powerful, powerful testimonies that they've shared. And you know what? It's a Christian discipleship. It's a fellowship. It, you know, they have worship in the beginning, um, hang around and just, uh, just, just, you know, share and, and help each other. It's something that, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I encourage you all to, to stop in and check out. It's every Thursday night, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Again, Thursday nights, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Matt Thompson. It's over at Ashland Church, 33 East, Evesham Road, Voorhees, New Jersey. And that's at Ashland Church, 33 East Evesham Road, Voorhees, New Jersey. For more information, call Matt directly. His phone number is 856-882-6931. Again, it's 856-882-6931. Again, I encourage you all to go out there. Um, it's an incredible ministry that he has set free. Okay, thanks, Aaron. And now uh, back to this to tithe or not to tithe. And, uh, again, I was saying three sections, um, the Moses between Moses and Jesus and from Jesus to the present. And let's first look at all the giving before Moses because this is important. The people who teach that we should tithe teach on this base. Since the tithe was before Moses, Abraham, uh, since Abraham tithed and Jacob tithed before the Mosaic law, tithing was before Moses. It was before the law and it was therefore to be after the law. It is a universal principle. Therefore, since the tithe was first, the law came in the middle, and the universal continues afterwards. So the tithing is continuous. So the problem in that is if we're going to accept anything before that law as a norm, well, then the Sabbath, Aaron, was before the law, right? So we can't – got to quit meeting on Sundays, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, and so. I'm, I'm not real sure that we should uh, go back to the garden because the sacrificial system – was initiated with the garden. We're going to have to go back to killing animals. That might not go over well. Uh, no, Maybe no. So, so. Uh, I love my little dog, man. So uh, you, you see, one, what I brought this topic up is I've, I've heard lots of people, not just in my church, but all around, just boasting about their tithing. And that's a beautiful thing. But I want, um, and I always uh, challenge people uh, that challenge me because I know I'm a sinner and God knows my heart. Psalm 139 is a great check on every single person that calls himself a Christian. 
God knows your heart. He knows everything about you. I, I encourage you to read that uh, scripture tonight, Psalm 139. So I'm constantly in that because, gang, I know I'm a filthy rag, but I'm cleansed with Jesus Christ's blood. So I'm just wanting to get us better. That's all. And how do you get better? When you go out to uh, play a sport, do you just show up with your bat and ball? No. You have trained. And that's what I'm doing on Food Crew. And every day of my life, I want to train people. I don't want to just, hey, God, take me to heaven right now. No. I want us to be trained, especially men. I'm so tired of seeing men with such ability, and they tell me how great they are. Tell God how great you are. Between you and I, I'm not great. You're not great. We're all great because we're his. Yeah, you know what, man? Because we can't sit here and judge. Obviously, no, you know we can't sit no. here. And, you know, but you, but you know what? You know because we can't. You know, as Christians, we're not no. supposed to sit here and judge. But you know what? We do hear it. We hear plenty of men, and uh, well, more. Well, we, we talk to more men than women. I think that's probably no. why. Right. You know, but boast about this, boast about that. But you know, at the end of the day, that's great. You can think what you want. At the end of the day, God knows your heart, man. Absolutely. And, you know, I know what I suffer from. I know. I know my addictions. I know everything I struggle with every single day of the week. But you know what, man? Every morning I wake up, I beg for, for, for forgiveness of those sins, and I praise God for the for the you know for what I have because all every one of us man has to be thankful for something in our lives. We talk about that all the time mm-hmm. too. And at the end of the day, God owns it all, and, and you know and he I, owns it all. So I'm, give back, give you know, just freely give back. And and see when you say, I in the morning, you know, that's a good thing. But something even better than that is. When we commit our sin, man, ask that Holy Spirit to convict us right then and there. And he usually does. You, oh, yeah. you usually know when you're doing something wrong. Well, the, the problem with most Christians is we are so worried about doing something wrong when we should be doing something right. And we have the ability to do something right, and we don't do it. That's sin, gang. That's sin. People are so worried. Oh, I'm not going to look at porn tonight. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be a good little boy today and a good little girl. But you've got... But that's all. That's a whole other addiction that you can talk about, right? You get, to, you get so caught up in the process of like mm-hmm. trying what not to do that you that you lose focus on what you're supposed to do. That's sin. You know, that's sin. I mean, the, you can't escape it, man. No, you know? and we but, all suffer from it, man. There's yeah, not one of us that isn't guilty. So. No, but you know something. You know? When you're behind a mic and you're pointing a finger, guess what, gang? I'm not pointing a finger. It's right back at me. Anything that I say on this air is probably I've struggled with it or still struggling with it. I say it constantly. But you know something. Challenge me. It's like I'm so tired of hearing that judgment word. You know what judging is? Saying that you give 10% and posting your your 10% out there when you could give 40%. Okay? Because what are you going to do with that other 30%? If you have 10% and you're bragging about it, I guarantee you I could get you 30%. Of, of the things that you do. Yeah. And and people will, will argue with me. It's beautiful. We're not arguing about you not going to heaven. We're arguing about can you become a better Christian. That, that's what we're talking about. And there's, yeah, there is no point in fingers here because you know what? Everything we're talking about right now, I'm pointing it right back at me because, you know, I'm guilty of it, man. Yeah, I'm, you know, absolutely. They're, they're, I, I should be given a thousand times more than I am right now. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy that's baby stepping, you know, on, on a weekly basis. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have that goal in my head of where I want to be. You know, but I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get to that goal. It's the diet, you know? brother. Right back to the diet yeah. thing. You know, okay. But you have to start somewhere. Five bucks. Like, okay, yeah. we're, you and I, were, I, I, I challenge you. You challenge me. Right. You, I challenge you. Give five more dollars wherever, wherever you're. You don't have to give it to the church. It doesn't have to go to the church. Yeah, like, I, you know, it can go to a great ministry you believe in. Like at Ashland, we have great ministries. We have Urban Promise. We have ABC. It's like, and so that's exactly man. what you need to do, man. It doesn't have to go to the church. You can go anywhere, but just, just, just do it, man, out of the goodness of your heart. 
So God owns it anyway. He owns everything, brother. Everything. And okay, let's get into this as far as Genesis, the book of Genesis, and we find out and we start there that the symbol of measurement is ten. Now the the notice that ten then kind of becomes a number of completion. And we see this in, in Scripture. Ten becomes the number of completion. There is evidence that many pagan deities were honored by the giving of the tenth. And the reason is this. Since the ten represent totality or completeness, the giving of a tenth was a symbol of the giving of the whole. So the giving of a tenth of something, the totality was represented in that tenth. The Bible doesn't institute tithing in the Genesis. There is no statement from God ever regarding tithing at this point. No one told Abraham to give a tenth. No one told Jacob to give a tenth. Certainly not God. There is no universal law as such stated in Scripture. So we show in Genesis 4, you can't find a, a flow through Genesis with me if you want. Uh, we're just going to, to allude to it, but in Genesis chapter 4, we have the first offering. And it says, and the interesting thing about this is that it was a voluntary offering. Uh, offering. It simply says in verse 3, in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought the fruit of the ground and Abel brought the firstlings of the flock. Now, there's a command. They were to do this. God did not tell them specifically to do this. There was no command uh, to do this. And at least it is not so recorded in the Scripture. It seems to me that the tests and processing of time to come to pass, and they did it. It was then voluntary, right? So it was a free choice on their part. But you see the percentage that we take, uh, and, we, and we just name it 10%. All these teachings that you get the 10%, there's nothing that says 10% other than what... God or Jesus was telling the Pharisees in the New Testament when he was talking about their their uh, their offerings, their their mint, their time, and and he he was not talking to specifically about their money. He was talking about their things. And when God owns everything, gang, we're talking about everything, every possession, land. Uh, you, you know, people have two houses. You taking ten percent of that? Are you taking ten percent of your money? You know, there's a taxation, and then there's the the tithing, and then there's the giving, the free will giving. And people that mock the free will giving, they say, "Well, you know, here's another thing that people are coming up, the prosperity preacher. You know what? Too many of the prosperity preachers are taking money from innocent Christians sitting there, getting fed because they're still in milk land. You know what milk land is, all right? You just get fed on milk. You can't." feed yourself with the meat and potatoes of the Bible, so you just get somebody else to preach it to you, and, and uh, by Jesus, or God wrote a book, and it's the Bible, and there's there's third and fourth grade versions of the Bible, and people don't read it. They'd rather uh, get it fed to them, and you know, can you grow? I doubt it. I get doubt. I doubt that you can grow as much as you can by feeding yourself. It's just like you feed yourself physically. If your mommy feeds you all your life, how are you going to grow? You know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing spiritually. If you don't feed yourself, gang, and you listen to these prosperity preachers that try to get your money on every, (laughs) you know, some of these people, they take some of their money and they say, oh, I give to other ministries. That's beautiful. But your church needs to be given first because it. It depends on what your church is doing with the money too, and you. And if you're involved with the church, I always say, don't give to that church uh, so you can work for God. Do something with Him. That's how you get close to to Christ. But um, let me get into another thing here, uh, gang. When I'm in the presence of the so-called non-believer, whom Aaron and I refer to now as the pre-Christian, there is a genuine sorrow most of the time that makes the Holy Spirit inside of 
me pushing me more and more to pray for that person or group of people I am associating with, whether it be family, friends, coworkers, or even clients. I am leaving uh, or, or learning to praise God to give grace, and it is by God's grace and mercy that I am saved. Yes, I can call God my Father, and He can call me His Son. Everything I have ever done against my Creator to separate me from Him, both past, present, and future, He has and will have forgiven me. Yes, it is sin that keeps us separated from the loving relationship God wants us all to have. If we just believe and accept His free gift of grace and mercy shown to us in His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. For the pre-Christian, there is only one major difference that Aaron and I and all of us Christians have, for that matter, as believers, and it comes in two words, justified and forgiven. God looks at us just as if we have not sinned, and we are promised that when we do sin, we have an intercessor named Jesus that is our guarantee of forgiveness from the Father. Here is Sanctus Real Forgiven. me down again I'm reminded of the wrong that I have said and done and that devil just won't let me forget in this life I know
Dave Bagel Food Crew. It's uh, Monday night. We've got about 10 minutes left in the show. Wi-Fi 1460 AM, WNJC 1360 AM. 10 hey. minutes. How do we always run out of time? Yeah, it's, 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 I'm a blabbermouth, buddy. But anyway, Alicia Offenbach. Yeah, man. Birthday, right? Birthday, 14. I saw it on the, on the Facebook for me, man. I was going to. Yeah. Happy and, birthday, uh, Alicia. And uh, Alicia's uh, mom, Sarah, and her dad, who's in the presence of the Lord, um, would have celebrated her 24th anniversary today, wedding anniversary. They got married. I, I always remember that interview and him telling, and I, I said, Dan, man, you you only had to get, uh, you know, one, you, you remembered the birthday and, or, or the anniversary and uh, Valentine's Day. He says, John, I'm not stupid. I only had to get one present that year. <laughs> so, but I, I know yeah, Sarah's uh, yeah. having a, a rough day today, and just uh, prayers out to her, Sarah, off the back, her, and, and the family, for that matter. Yeah. But, uh, again, uh, a couple more minutes on this, and uh, we're going to get into it even heavier next week. I just want to uh, turn to Leviticus 27. Leviticus 27 is just the very end, right before Leviticus runs out. Verse 30. Now, here was the tithe, uh, the tithe called the Lord's tithe or the Levite's uh, tithe. And the reason it was called the Levite's tithes is very simple. It tells us in Numbers 18 that this tithe was collected to be given to the Levites. Who were the Levites? They were the priests. The entire tribe of the Levites, the taxation of all the rest of the tribe, went to supply the needs of the Levites, or one of the 12 tribes, the priests of the tribe. So this is the Levites' tithes. In verse 30, all the tithes of the land, whether of the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. It isn't even yours. 10% of all your land and seeds and fruit is the Lord's. Now maybe you want to keep the fruit. So, verse 31, if a man will at all redeem any of his tithes, he shall add thereto to the fifth part thereof. All right, if you want to keep your fruit, you pay and just add 20%, and you give money instead. Now, concerning the tithe of the herd and the flock, this meant a tenth of every calf and tenth of every lamb. Whatsoever passes under this rod, the tenth shall be holy unto the Lord. He shall not search whether it be good or bad, neither shall he change it. So, in other words, the money in exchange for the land and to see their fruit, but not, uh, could not redeem the, the animals. So, you had to give, and those who did give, the end of uh, verse 33 says, It shall not be redeemed. These are the commandments which the Lord commanded Moses for the children of Israel on Mount Sinai. So, the Levites' tithe was 10% of everything, and they had in terms of produce from the land and animals. Now, the emphasis here is on the quantity. This teaches that this belonged to God. That this is not a free will offering to God, is it? It's it's already His. So you're robbing. If you are robbing Him, if you don't give it, it's it isn't what Malachi said. You're robbing me in the tithes. It is mine. So the ten percent of the animals given to the tribe of the Levites to support them, because you see these were the priests and they didn't earn a living over that. Just frankly, uh, or, or carrying on priestly functions, and. They ran the government. When we go to Deuteronomy 12, in Deuteronomy 12, you find there was a second tithe. And from verses 6 to 17, we find, again, it requires another tithe, another 10%. And this is 10% was to be given or taken to Jerusalem, and it was to be eaten. It was eaten by the family, the friends, the servants, and the priests in the sanctuary. And it was very purposeful, purposeful incidentally. And the idea of it was to simulate devotion to the Lord. The idea of it was also was to promote unity in the family and the servants, and they could all go to Jerusalem, and they would consume this particular tithe. So the third thing and 
you, you go already we're up to 20%. So you got 10% the first, the first amount, you got 10 more percent of the remaining 90% that you had to give to the government or to supply for the food of the others. But in Deuteronomy 14, we go a little further, verse 28, at the end of three years, you shall bring forth all the tithes of your increase the same year and lay it up within the gates. And this was for sojourner, the fathers, and the widow. Now, this was called the poor tithe. So we talked about this last week, Hank, but again, I got up to about 23%. All these tithings, all these things that we're talking about, we're not talking money here. We're talking things. And God owns everything. So when we get into this a little heavier next week, I'm going to get into the, the taxation, but also a little bit more of the Old Testament. And then we're going to come into the New Testament teaching because Aaron and I, I don't know about you out there. We're not in. We're in the new covenant law. We have a Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't have to live under that Mosaic law. Thank God, because I'd be in trouble, baby. I'd, I'd be going <laughs> to hell. But I have a Savior. His name is Jesus Christ. And I don't have to live with, with that, uh, that bondage, that, that compulsiveness, that, that, uh, that bullying. Uh, like the Pharisees, you know, we're, we're, the, the have to, have to, have, have to, have to, to. I mean, I go to church because I love, I, I was talking to my brother coming over here. I said, you know what, Bob, I, I love my God, my mother and father. I wasn't like choosing who was better son or, but with my mother and father, I love doing for them because I love them. I, I didn't go over there. So uh, to, to cut their lawn or work for them. So they love me more. I did it because it's out of I your heart, brother. It's out of, it's out of your heart, man. It's the same thing with God. God doesn't want our that's work. Why we, that's why we give. That's why we go to church. Yeah. That's why we minister. That's why we share the gospel, man. It's not because we have to, or it's out of some, some stupid rule or, or, or whatever. It's because it's out of our heart, man. Cause we love, we love Christ and we want to do his work. Because that is just, that, that it's, it's all from the heart. It's who we are. He's in us. That's the, the spirit burning inside of us, man. Aaron, we went to a, uh, we're not going to name the name, we went to a retirement home last week, you and I, with some members of our church. Yeah. And we brought some of the kids with us, and uh, you brought your two sons. And yep. I'll tell you what, buddy, I don't know if you felt blessed, but we, you and I are extroverts, so we, we do talk <laughs> to people, and we came up there, but we were told. We were told not to talk about Jesus Christ or our church or anything. That lasted and not too long. Not too long. Right? <laughs> so, uh, and, uh, not one and, follow and, rules. And you and I, brother, you and I are going to make a chocolate cake. Yeah, that's right, right man. That's we got for, right. Easter. for Easter. But I tell you this, gang, if you want to do something with Christ, it's, and, and again, not everybody is extroverted. Not everybody's going to come up and talk to a stranger. But there's a job for everybody. And it's our jobs as Christians to encourage and challenge. If you're going to just let people sit in church and fold their hands, well, good for you. That's your gift. Me, I, that's not me. I, I want to love. I want to smile. I want to get some people pumped. But I also want to love them with compassion, too, because there's some downtime in life. I know that. I've been there. Uh, my wife's going through a rough time right now, losing her father. And, you know, it, it's it's not a mechanism where she could just shut it off and on. It, so, But there's a time for challenge and encouragement and beef man we're, we're serving a, a king we're heirs to the king we're not chopped liver here man we're his <laughs> and sometimes i wonder i can't yeah, tell the difference whether whether we're his or his you know what i'm saying yeah i'm christ and so are you Aaron. and and i don't say we have to start acting like it but if we're not let's let's get together and start because we certainly should be trying to, to me like it. It, it, the holy spirit is kicking us in the pants every day of our lives 
So uh, I'm talking mainly to men out there. All right? So I got a prayer. And his name is Danny Offenbacher, who says a prayer every week for Aaron and I and you out there. He uh, He's in the presence of the Lord. And like I said, this would have been his 24th anniversary on this earth. But there's going to be an unbelievable reunion in heaven someday. But here's his wish. Here's a prayer from Danny. Prayer, my man. But, uh, Son, can mm-hmm. I do one thing before Absolutely. I read it? This is your show, my man. One is, one, each and every one that's listening, to grab a hold of their kid or their wife or their brother and their or their sister and hold on tight. And this prayer that I'm going to read, person that you can grab on to and hold on as tight as you can and will never, ever leave you nor forsake you. And it reads this, Salvation is, is God's gift to you. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's found in Romans 6.23. When someone offers you a priceless gift, the wisest thing you can do is accept it. This very moment, you can receive Christ, His gift of salvation, by sincerely praying the simple prayer from your heart. And it says this, Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know that you died on the cross for me. And I want you to come in and to change my life. I want you to come in and become my Savior. I want you to wash away all my sin, Lord. Take it away from me. Make me a personal child of Jesus Christ. Lord, thanks for coming into my life and becoming my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know what, folks? If you receive that prayer tonight, please call the station and ask for John. Or send us an email or something so we know it's the greatest decision you could ever want to make. Thank you for being with us tonight. And thank you, Dan. And that phone number six zero nine four four seven zero two three six six zero nine four four seven zero two three six. Stay tuned for Lions Roar with Pastor Steve. Great show following Booch Crew. Aaron, we'll tackle on this baby. I'm gonna get some better, better function with the junction. Well, yeah, no, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good, man. Because as soon as we get dive into the New Testament side, just to yeah. give people that perspective from past and present to tithe or not to tithe. This is Food Crew. My name is John Fujeray. Aaron Freeman. God bless everyone. God bless. Florence, Willingboro, Philadelphia.